Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. Where we talk about real things. And nothing is ever off limits. Ooh, I'm so excited. This is season two, you guys. Season two, Never we, TMI podcast. Let's yeah, go. we also didn't um, give you guys a warning that season one was ending because yes. of a few different things. I was like going to give birth any day. Um, and with that came a little bit of stress and a little bit of arguing so we some heavy emotions some i mean we literally came on here to record and we were like we literally can't do this and we never want to be fake with you guys and typically like if we're in an argument or something like that we work it out and we're able to like come together film but when i tell you it was like it it was was just that peak point of like yeah so close to pregnancy and then so close Before to birth, could, not pregnancy. Or, um, but yeah, yeah, same thing. Not really, but <laughs> so close to the birth same day, and just yeah, it just was. It was like yeah, it wasn't it happening. And we just and then we did have some. We had some audio issues, audio issues a couple of times. So yeah, just, it was it, rough. It, it was, was a rough, rough time, but we feel. I feel like this. I mean, what we're six weeks today. Six weeks postpartum, which feels so good. Um, I was like, what am I a mother? And I'm like, oh, today is literally the mark. Um, And I feel like this past month and a half has really, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. So crucial. So crazy. Um, Probably more conversation about like real things, just big things, important things, little things, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we're both sort of people that kind of underestimate like massive change and we just are roll with it people. So I feel like we sort of underestimated like, okay, we're bringing a new baby into the family. It's going to be fine. But it was, it was pretty big, big shift. Yeah. It was definitely like a change of like, it's like a permanent change of season. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think we, you know, probably yeah. the last days before giving birth, we kind of were starting to understand that. Uh huh. It was like, As, wow. <laughs> it was like around the podcast. It was like, wow, like this isn't going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk about like, you know, pre-birth, what, it, what yep. it's been like. And just really reflecting on like, wow, we're never going to be a family of just four people again. Like Now and- we're outnumbered. We actually literally, this is our babysitter's first day today. So there's a lot going on. Um, so much to talk to you guys about, which I'm really excited about. We'll do mm-hmm. other episodes on probably talking about our babysitter, a babysitter, and just why we made that decision, how postpartum has been on us so far, adding a third baby. I'm very excited to talk to you about all that. But today, we are talking about my birth story, our, well, I guess my birth story, <laughs> not our birth story, but... Um, I cannot wait, and I feel like I've gotten the most questions on this, so I was like, we have to start with my birth story, just because it was just so special, and I feel like, I I feel like one of the last episodes was talking about my VBAC experience, I, I can't quite remember, but either way, I feel like I mentioned, like, I just hope that this experience with Michael is even like half of you know what it was with Evan because it was so special it was wonderful Mm -hmm. 
And it was even better, like, which is crazy to say, and just such a blessing, so humbling. I feel, I don't know, I always say like, I'm undeserving of it. And people are like, why do you say that? You know, like, why you are deserving, you are and, and I don't say it in a way of like, I don't deserve like a good birth. It's like, but at the end of the day, like, I don't, you know, we're not, we don't deserve just wonderful things to happen to us all the time or whatever. So I was fully aware of the fact that like things could go wrong and I wouldn't get my dream birth. And I would, you know, for me have to have like an emergency C-section. And that to me personally is like not what I want at all. Um, And so I'm like very aware of that. And I think as your perspective, as my perspective and even yours has changed like over time. I feel like we're more like we understand more of like, I don't know. We're, we're just not owed these things. Yeah, I definitely think it comes with a sense of gratitude. Yeah. And just like kind of just the like as we get older, I feel like we have to relearn like, mm-hmm. you know, or retrain our mind from all these selfish motives of just like. And spiritually, yeah. too. like, And you see it as, like, when kids, some of the kids' first words are mine or no. And it's yeah. just, like, all about what you want. And so, like, really trying to reframe the way that we live life from a place of gratitude. And we don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, praise God, in Christ, like, we have the things that we need. And... I I think even, yeah, even spiritually, like that was, that played such a huge piece or part Mm -hmm. in my birth because I was at such peace. I was, I just kind of like handed it to him. Whereas, Mm -hmm. um, I would say with Kennedy, I was like so angry at the Lord. I was like, how could you let this happen to me? And for those of you who don't know, I just had to have a C-section. Um, because she was breached so I wanted to go all natural I was doing every appointment at the birthing center like a hospital was not even in my mind and at the end of it I was just so mad um I was like I can't believe this is like my reality like why out of all my sisters do I have to have a c-section all that kind of stuff long story short my sister who I was pregnant with um had a stillbirth and uh, that was at 37 weeks and that literally changed my life. Um, It changed all of our lives in some way, shape or form. And I think for me, the biggest thing was that, that perspective, literally Um, like it, I, it was not God's fault that that happened or that I had to have a C-section when I didn't want one. Like, um, so I don't know, I won't get into that, but all that to say, going into giving birth to Michael, I was very aware that this might not, you know, I can pray and believe and like hope for the best birth ever, but it might not be that. And that's just life. That's reality. Um, and God is still good. So, and I guess also just to fill in the gap. So Kennedy was a C-section because she was breech. Evan was then a V-back, mm-hmm. successful V-back. And I, I learned this this time. Every baby after a V-back is still considered a V-back. Yes. Like, so it's like V-back 2, V-back right. 3, so whatever. Once you have a V-back, everything You're after that is still a V-back. So. Yeah. Or like maybe it's like second 
vaginal birth after C-section. Some Sometimes people ask, what's a VBAC? And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this was my second VBAC attempt, which I, I find is like a bigger deal than I thought. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people are questioning it or questioning themselves if they can do it or like I'm scared because there's that, you know, some doctors can scare you and be like, you know, uterine rupture is like the thing, like the, the big fear, the big uh, risk is the word I'm looking for. Um, And that's very real. And if it happens, that's a big deal, but there's complications in birth, whatever route you go, like you're signing a waiver no matter what, you know? So for me, I think, and I think it's less than 1% is the risk of that. And looking into that myself, I was like, oh, I'm way more comfortable. I thought it was like 50% that your uterus can explode, but that's not the case. Um, if, if you are like wanting to attempt a VBAC, but I don't know. I feel like my OB, our OB, I absolutely love. We've built like a wonderful relationship and he's kind of granola. So I feel like anything that I'm wanting to do, he's been open to, like he's Mm -hmm. been very, he does C-sections like almost every day. He delivers babies. I'm sure every day at some point, um, maybe not, but either way I knew what I wanted and he was like on board with that. So I do, I do think that's very important to have someone that you trust Mm-hmm. who you know is for you and who cares about you, who's not just trying to talk you into having a C-section or getting induced or whatever. Like, have if you feel iffy about it, like, I don't know. I would, I don't care how late in the game it is. Like, if you feel, like, not comfortable, I would highly recommend, like, looking into that, like, praying about, like, should I go with someone else or something? Because that, that was everything for my birth experience. Um... So anyway, with Michael, I feel like I haven't answered anyone's questions because I'm like just excited to talk about it on here and give you guys the full thing. But um, I guess the first thing I did was what? Castor oil? Was that like the first step I took? No. I should tell you about like (laughs) prepping for labor, I would say. And I think I did a little bit, so I won't go so into it. But the main things that I did this time were barrage oil, putting the little capsules literally in your vagina. Um, and it like ripens your cervix, makes it like softer and kind of like, cause you can be dilated to a 10, but like not ready to, not push, ready to push, you know? Yeah. And, and it could be, that's where you, you know, see people pushing for hours, which is really, I can't imagine. Um, but the barrage oil helps. So I started that, I think you can start with one capsule at 36 weeks. And then at 37 weeks, I started, I, I started doing two. So every single night, shove them up there as far as you can possibly put them. They just dissolve and, you know, sleep with like a panty liner or a pad or something because it like what goes up must come down. Um, but the goal is to like ripen everything, soften everything, and that is super, super helpful. So I would say that was like my number one thing that I would recommend, if anything. I didn't really do the dates this time. They're mm. really expensive. <laughs> and to have six dates a day 
was I hate dates so it was just like unattainable to me <laughs> so I just kind of skipped that one um we had them every now and then but I was like no I pop a few in my smoothie but that's it um and then curb walking just to like the goal is to just lower the baby so curb walking helped I did that at some point every day um red raspberry leaf tea I had about four bags to six bags a day like in the morning and in the evening um sometimes I was so over it so I didn't do it at all but that is supposed to help and I could tell a very clear difference in my contractions in my Braxton Hicks even when I drank that tea and that is the point of the tea is to stimulate like uterine contractions when I tell you I took it within 30 minutes, I was like, whew, these are intense. So um, that like was huge. It intensifies it? Yes. It like, well, it stimulates them. So any kind of like movement when you curb walk, when you go for a walk, you'll have more Braxton Hicks contractions. Like, mm. um, and everything is helpful. So like every little thing you do. And I think that's a good reminder to have. I feel like before you, you know, you're just waiting for the day that you like go into labor, right. but remembering that like every squat that you do, every time you roll on the ball, every cup of tea that you have, every date that you eat, it all is like progress and it's important. And mm. I didn't really do that with any of my other ones. So I really didn't want to tear this time. That was like my number one goal, I would say, is just to not tear. Um, And so... I did all of those things and then it was, I wanted to get induced at 39 weeks. Was it 39 exactly? I think it was a few days after 39 mm -hmm. weeks um, just because of like the hospital schedule and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so that was kind of my date. I think like 39 was my goal and it ended up being like 39 and one or two or something. Um, but the reasoning behind wanting to be induced was just like, I don't know, the baby was full term. I heard so many people have great experiences with it. And of course, I was willing to push it back if I felt like my body wasn't ready. But I feel like I was so ready. It's baby number three. I probably wouldn't have done it. You know, with my first baby, I, I wasn't planning to at all. And I didn't. So um, I would say this time I felt very confident and I was like, I'm ready. She's ready. We're good to go. Everything looked on time. Everything looked like on that last ultrasound, like everything just felt like we can do this and she's going to be more than healthy. And, um, that was just kind of like the piece that we had was like, mm. let's go with 39. Um, and that's something too, that I've learned. Yeah. Is like you hear people do it both ways. Like totally. some people literally just, it's a natural thing and they mm. wait their body's going to tell them when they're ready exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's when they go. I've also heard people who've had five kids and they've all been scheduled, you know, yeah. deliveries and they, yeah. you know, use Pitocin and it's just like clockwork. And so, yeah. And even it's funny cause my sister literally naturally induces at 37 weeks every time. Um, that's just the way that she does it. And I was like, okay, like her babies have come out perfectly fine. And so I don't know that went into it too. I was like, it's just, it's okay. Like if you feel ready, if you feel at peace, 
you know, and obviously I had talked to my OB. It's not like I'm just making decisions on my own with zero education. So I had looked it up a ton, talked to a bunch of people and was like, okay, let's induce. Um, and because I've had a C-section, my OB recommended, uh, that we kind of like take it slowly. So it was fine. He's like, yes, where well, this is your third baby. That's great. Um, we can do that. But he didn't want to just like pump me up with Pitocin and all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, I'll get to that. So we're literally going to a movie the night of <laughs> we're like on our way to go see a movie and the hospital calls and we had we had scheduled the induction or no, I forgot to talk about castor oil. I took castor oil. Somebody asked me that yesterday, actually. And I was like, yes, I know it's a controversial subject. I know it's like a big, some people are very passionate about it um, one way or the other. I personally, again, did my research, told my OB, um, even spoke with a midwife with Kennedy. Like I remember that and they were like fine with it. They actually sell it at the birth, the birthing center. And so, um, for us, for me personally, I felt fine with it. Um, I know there's a risk. The main risk is, uh, like because it is a laxative kind of like stimulant, whatever the, um, the fear or the, the risk, the worry that people have is that the baby will like swallow their own meconium. So that first poop that they have could be in utero while they're still inside of you. And that's really dangerous. Um, it can be fatal. And so it is like a big deal, but you know, that's the risk. But again, there's a lot of people who have done it and based all the research, the risk is very small. However, just so you guys are informed like that is why some people are like super against it um but yeah it that's that's kind of what you're looking at and why people are like absolutely not um but anyway I decided to do it um I did it with Evan as well and I do feel like that made a massive difference because I got induced with her too um because they didn't want me to go too far after having a c-section so I um, did it with her too and it was fine. And I, even though it didn't like break my water or anything, I do believe it sent me into labor because when I got to the hospital, they didn't have to do like half the things they were going to. With Michael, with this one, I did the castor oil, I think the night before, or no, I did it a few days before to hopefully, you know, get things going. And it did. Um, I lost my mucus plug in pieces. Like it wasn't like fully, you know, gone which is crazy because the same thing happened with Evan um I just there were like signs of labor happening um and I at least just wanted to help things along naturally before like going and just you know starting labor from nowhere um so thankfully that worked out perfectly because um lost my mucus plug in pieces I never had like a bloody show I never my water has never broken ever um but I I didn't have like real intense contractions at all. But the Braxton Hicks contractions definitely picked up. And some were like, hmm, this is like hard to breathe through and talk through and all that. But um, so we're on our way to the movie. And I think 
we were supposed to get there at like 5 p.m. or something. I don't know. But uh, so we kind of had the day my parents had the girls and um, we're on our way to go see this movie. And the hospital calls and is like, hey, like, basically, where are you? Like, you're supposed to be here. <laughs> and we were like, what? Like, I we thought it was scheduled for like 5 p.m. And they're like, oh, that's totally fine. Like, you can come in now, though, like if you want, or you can come back later. And for some reason, I was just like, there's no way that I can like sit through a movie knowing I could be giving birth right now. So let's go to the hospital. I think it was literally like the next exit. <laughs> we were like, let's go. Um, and so we went to the hospital. We, um, you know, you sign a bajillion papers and it's like, I don't, what did we even do when we were there? I kind of forget like the first initial piece. Oh, I mean, they just, it's, the standard hospital protocol, like they're signing a bunch of waivers. Not even that, but it's just you go to the room, you put the robe on. There's people like the nurses. That your come butt in. cheeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like it's always kind of so getting humbling. situated the room, hooking you up to all the monitors. Like yeah, you know, getting like a baseline. Oh yeah, then, they strap those monitors around the baby to hear them. Yeah, and then you're just then it was a waiting game. And yeah. We waited for quite a while, like till what? What do you mean? I mean, because the whole thing at that point, it's like then they start the pitocin, and okay, yes. Yeah, so I said I wanted the epidural first, like that is kind of it's what I did with mm-hmm. Evan, and again, I was like going for the same effect as Evan because that was wonderful. Um, so. You know, I'm talking to the nurses who were a dream, like an absolute dream, which again, I know does not always happen. And so I'm just so thankful. We prayed about that. And I'm just like, I look back and they were just all so special each time. And sometimes like, even if you get like a nurse, that's kind of a little bit more aggressive. Like, you never know that might be what you need. You know what I mean? Like in certain moments. So, um, one of my nurses was just really strong, I would say. So like, she wasn't like, Oh honey. But she like, she was the perfect amount of like rub my back here and there, but also be like, this is nothing. You're fine. And that is so helpful to me. Sometimes when I want to like start crying and it's like, I can't believe we're doing it. Like, she's like, no, you're good. You got this. You can do this. Um, she was actually a midwife in the Ukraine. And so that, you know, she's like, we didn't, we don't do the epidurals and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, so I just need to like suck it up because we're fine. Um, anyway, so that helped just to like make things less intense and like emotional and serious in my mind. She was just incredible. Um, but anyway, so I had said I wanted the epidural right away because I was getting induced. That was fine. They're like, once you commit essentially to giving birth, right. you can get the epidural because we're basically going to do whatever we need to do to have this baby while you're here. So um, the epidural was a nightmare. <laughs> I will say that was like the worst part. Mm by far um which again I didn't like 
I didn't feel anything after that. So maybe that's like to be expected, but it really wasn't great. And it's fine. Cause I remember in the moment I was like, I never want to do this again. I hate this. Like this is painful. However, this is the worst it's going to be. And after this, I'm not going to feel anything. So it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I'm dying. It was just like, this is really painful. Um, but I also feel like it took longer than normal. And I think he had to try a few times, you know? Yeah. He had to try several times. And at that point we had some of Jackie's sisters in the room and it got one of her sisters even had to leave just because it was yeah. like, he just couldn't get it. And that the weird thing is that's what happened the, with Evan you, too. Yeah. Like, literally. I don't know what it is. I, yeah, I feel like we kind of said like maybe epidurals suck and they're just like trying to be nice about it and not make you scared. But like, mm-hmm. and I don't want to like scare anyone. If you haven't had a baby and you're getting an epidural, like I will say it's got to be a million times better than like, you know, physically pain wise, actually like giving birth and all that kind of stuff. Like I didn't want to feel anything. If I tore, I didn't want to feel the contractions. I wanted to be fully present And just, again, I've done my research and I've had so many conversations with people. All my sisters give birth naturally. Um, Well, some of them. And I just, I'm like, I I don't know if I can physically handle that. I can get so nauseous when it comes to blood, all that. Like, I just wanted to be, um, I don't know. I have a low pain tolerance, I think, too. So unless it's like self-inflicted, like I I pierced my own belly button, my ears, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like other people, even getting a wax down there is like a nightmare. Like I hate it. It just is. If someone else is in control, it's like it's nauseating to me. So anyway, um, the epidural was very painful, but I also think part of it was just because it it did take him a while and he had to keep trying. Cause I was like, Nope, I still feel that. No, I feel that like that, whatever. And there, I don't know. But then he like shifted me over like half an inch and he got it. So it took like 15, 20 minutes. Um, but I think I was just in like the wrong position. I don't know. It was, it was not fun. Um, but every, everything after that was pretty much smooth sailing. They broke my water. They broke my water. They, um, you know, they did the catheter and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, the Pitocin was going and it was a very like slow, slow drip of Pitocin. So it took a while, but that's kind of what I wanted. That's what the OB wanted. Like I didn't want to just be like, I didn't want my body to get there. Like, sooner than Mm -hmm. too fast yeah I didn't want to get there too (coughs) fast again that's the whole like uterine rupture thing too um I didn't want anything like that and so I was I didn't care how long it took it was like I'm in this for the long haul like you can take as long as you need a body but like we're gonna get there um so I didn't want it to happen too fast to where I was pushed like I didn't want to just get to a 10 like I wanted my body to be ready to be um like ripe and just like whatever. So a lot of that time after the epidural and um, all that kind of stuff was just waiting, sleeping, laying there. Sorry, there's a hair here. Okay. 
sleeping, um, or at least trying to sleep, resting. And this was the first time with Evan, I didn't have any control over it, but with this time I could like press it and it could administer more of the epidural. Um, so that was kind of cool. And I kind of held off here and there. Cause I was like, I kind of feel these contractions. Sometimes it was, I don't know. I'd never been like, I'd never felt intense contractions. And so I just wanted to feel them here and there. And I was like, no, this is too much and terrible. Like I did not want to feel those anymore. So, um, kind of right before it was like time to push, I'd gotten to a 10, but I think this time it was probably like probably a couple hours, right? Was it like an hour or two before I felt the urge to push? Cause I got to a 10 and I was like, Oh, is it okay if I just wait? Mm -hmm. I don't know how long that was. Yeah. I don't know that I would say it was hours, hours with Evan. It was this one. I feel like even when I got to a 10, I was like, I feel like I I feel like we're getting there, but I'm not quite ready yet. Mm -hmm. And Again, like the nurses were wonderful and I had already told my OB, like, I just want to wait until I have the urge. So like once I get to a 10, I don't want it to be like, all right, let's go. So I didn't, I, I could tell like, okay, I like feel pressure, but that pressure, I'm telling you, wait until it gets to a point to where you feel like there's a poop that is coming out of you. Like that's what it feels like. That is when I was like, I'm ready where you can't help, but push. Like I was laying there and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And they were like, great. We'll get, you know, the OB, all that kind of stuff. And by the time they were ready, I was like naturally like pushing. Like I couldn't really help it. And so that's kind of the point that I wanted to get to. Um, I think that's the thing with birth is even though there's added added pieces to it like the epidural, the pitocin, yeah. birth is still such a natural process. Told, like it's going to happen whether you want it to or it, not. Like your body is like getting this thing out of yeah. you and it knows how to do it. Yeah. No, my, um, <clears throat> my best friend, she, her name is Tiana and she's wonderful. Um, but she is a doula and helps to like be there when the baby's being born and is such a critical part of like that process for people, for women. And, um, that was really comforting when she told me that she's like, your body will get rid of that baby. (laughs) Like if you're ready or not, that's where you hear people giving birth in the parking lot. It's like, you cannot hold it in. So I wanted to feel that like I, and, and obviously like when you feel that pressure, like your body's ready, your body did that. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and obviously I had the help of Pitocin, but still it was like, okay, it's time we're feeling it. Like, and I, 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 I just feel like when you hit a 10 and you're like, great, we're at a 10, let's go. There's so many other factors and, Um, I did not want to push for a long time. I didn't want to tear. I didn't want to like bust the baby out before I was ready. Um, so if there's just one thing that I try to encourage women to do, 
is just to wait until you feel the urge. And yes, with an epidural, you can feel that urge. You just can. Um, if you wait for it, it will be there. Um, but I think that was probably the most important piece of everything is just wait until you feel the urge to push. So I did. It was probably like an hour because I remember my sisters being like, um, <laughs> they were there for so long and they're like, you, you feeling it yet? And I was like, no, I literally was like, you guys can leave. I'm so sorry. Like this is just taking a while. Um, but I was not willing to compromise. So finally I feel the urge literally could not stop pushing. Like I, I was pushing naturally on my own. Um, and could feel the head like right there. And then when she looked, she's like, I see the head. It's right there. So they were like, great, got in there. Now, the big thing <laughs> that um, the big like difference with this birth is that I pushed on my side. And that was the best thing I ever did. And I will never do it any other way now. Um, but. I had told the nurses, like, I had prepped them. Wait, you pushed on your side at the hospital. Were you not there? <laughs> Get out of here. I'm kidding. Um, yes. But you can do that. You can. That's, that's you can do whatever you want. I mean, I I had looked up. It does. It's good to prep. Like, and that was part of the prep process. Yeah. I think that, you know, when we got in there, you know, going back 12 hours, like, that was one of the first things. Mm -hmm. I had said. You had mentioned to the, uh, what do you call them, doula, or not doulas, midwives? Yes. Like, the um, No, yeah. they're not midwives or doulas, they're nurses. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. But it was just like, no, it's something like my goal is, you know, to do this naturally, have a successful V-back, but I also want to push on my side. And that was something that you may know from the yeah. beginning. And, um Yeah. So when we first got there, that was one of the things that I had said, like right off the bat, I knew my OB, I didn't even ask, which is kind of crazy. I didn't even like, I don't think I even mentioned it to him um, until he literally got there. <laughs> but I had said, because um, it was just something I wanted to do. I knew, I knew that it was fine to do, like I knew that it was possible. So I wasn't going to be like is it okay if I do this and all that? I was like, no, I'm doing this and I know there's a way. And so, and I think too, when you're dealing with a hospital, I, again, I knew my OB would be perfectly fine with it, but there are some who might not be, or who might not be comfortable with that. And so I do think it is important um, if you're not sure to like ask your OB or that's kind of why I wanted like the nursing staff at least to be aware. Cause I was like, I know this isn't standard, but like, I want to, push on my side and they were like some of them were a little like unsure they're like okay and but overall they were like that's great you can do that we'll figure it out um and so when it was time I think it was how long was I laboring for like from when I got there to when I started pushing how long was that I would say you probably started around seven seven or eight and then yeah after all the, the paperwork day, and stuff like Eight the next day, right? Was yeah, like, probably just before. It so it was like 12 hours. hours. Yeah, from start to finish. But again, I wasn't in labor. And so that was like being induced and taking it slow. That's how long it took. I know third babies, had I waited until like my water broke or something, I'm sure it would have been really quick. 
but um, it was a little bit more drawn out because of the way, because I was induced and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, when I was ready to push, they got me on my side and obviously I can't feel anything. And so they just knew and said, someone's going to have to hold one of your legs. And I was like, great, Seth can hold it because that's quite the task. (laughs) And it was like, completely like my left leg could feel a little bit like I could still wiggle my toes I could still like move my knee whatever my right leg was gone and they tip they say that the epidural kind of like favors one side or the other and you know you got to flip on your side every now and then like I made sure to just even be like okay Seth can you help me like switch the side switch that side just so it's like evenly administered but my right leg was completely gone and even like postpartum, like in the having to go pee because they want you to pee for like the first time after you have your baby and all that kind of stuff. Like once the epidural wears off, they have you go pee. I literally was, I was, I couldn't, I still couldn't feel my leg. Like it took so long. It took hours for that to go away on my right side. (laughs) But anyway, Seth held my leg and I think I pushed two or three times. Like I pushed on a contraction. So I just waited until I had a contraction and they were like, okay, you know, her head was like already there. So I pushed and when I tell you, I wasn't even like, I had to like remember to push as hard as I could. Cause I was just like, okay, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And I was like, okay, I need to push as hard as I can. And on that last like push again, two, three pushes tops, um, she was out and they put her on my chest and it was so special. I'm also, I'm, I don't know. I'm not someone that's like bawling their eyes out or like hand her to me. I was like, you go ahead and wipe her off. Like I'm good. But I, I was wearing a sports bra and I like literally tucked her in my little sports bra we did skin to skin I just laid there for a second I did tear a tiny bit um but healing has been amazing it feels like I didn't tear at all like it definitely burned for like I don't know when the numbing wore off and stuff it was pretty sore down there but like healing has been incredible I would say like three weeks postpartum was when I felt like okay we're good obviously you just had a baby like not everything feels perfect but down there like especially now like six weeks postpartum I'm like okay I'm good to go and it feels good it feels like nothing happened at all things feel a little bit more open I will say that but like that that is just natural and things continue to like shrink and go back to normal and all that kind of stuff obviously body wise physically all that kind of stuff like things don't look normal by any means but um I mean we we stayed there overnight so our goal was to leave 24 hours after that's kind of like we're just ready to go home it's like we have two other kids we've done this before so we just want to go home so they moved us into the postpartum room pretty shortly after like I think I had to pee and then they were like great we'll move you into the postpartum room. Mm. Um, and for the first like several hours, it's just like, what is happening? They're doing these tests. They're like pushing on your stomach to make sure like 
you're not clotting and all that kind of stuff. Um, everything's tender, sore, whatever. But by the next day, you know, we, we tried to kind of get all of our paperwork done. And a few of you asked like, wow, you only stay for 24 hours. That's so short. Um, I don't know what it is. I just want to go home. Like I, it's just one of those things. And I literally told Seth before I even gave birth, I was like, if I'm stressing or freaking out about going home, just remind me that it's fine <laughs> because I think it's just hospitals in general or something. I, it's just not my favorite. So I'm like, I really want to go home. So this time I was a lot more chill than I was with Evan, like trying to get out of there. But it still is just like, I want to go home to my babies. I want to be home, period. I want to like whatever. And at the birthing center, it's crazy because you can give birth. And I think they make you leave within six hours. Like Mm -hmm. six hours is max. And they're just kind of like, whatever. So I feel like with your first, sometimes it can be really helpful. Um, And some people want that that's just not my personality. So I'm like, I will figure it out or I'll call my mom. I just want to go home. So within 24 hours, we were just ready. And, um, what did we order? What food did we get? I forget. Jimmy Jones. Yeah. But what else? I think we had like a burger. Did we have five guys or what a burger or something? Oh, I don't the know, evening of, do you remember that? I remember trying to collect the food from the Uber driver or the, Oh uh, my God. And it was a nightmare. Yeah, we ordered food one night, and it was like a disaster because we were like, "We're just at the hospital." Like, how hard for an Uber driver to be like, "Where? What?" Um, what would you say though? Like looking back on your birth experience mm-hmm. with Michael, what would you say was like your biggest accomplishment with that that you're really proud of? Mm. And then, what's something that you would say, you know? If we were to have another baby, yeah, what's something then that you would want to do different for that mm. one? I would say what I'm most proud of is like doing it. Number one, it's like just making it. I I don't know. Like pregnancy for me is not fun. Like I'm not one of those people that will ever be like, I love being pregnant. I love it. Like, yes, it's beautiful, but I don't enjoy it. Um, And it gets rough at the end. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's so worth it. But like, I would say. And and not to diminish that. No, of course. I I think it it, like, yeah. I I guess I'm, I'm more asking specifically. Like, because this is your third birth. Yeah. Like, um, and not even from an advice. Standpoint. I know you're talking about the experience, right? Like the but it's birth just like, experience. You know, having this being your third time around. Yeah. Is there something that you feel like you really did or that you've learned from the past two that you implemented here that you were like, wow, mm-hmm. excuse me, like, wow, I learned this, I did it, and it worked out great, and I'm really proud of that. Or because obviously, you know, no, every yeah. birth yeah. is to go nine months and have a baby like that's that's a huge accomplishment of course i think i think what i mean by like the nine months is like when i look back at like man i'm really proud of myself when it came to that birth i think it was just like yes like okay i did this again (laughs) and that is not easy but i also think the confidence that I had maybe compared to the other ones, like going to the hospital, you know, saying, Hey, I want to push on my side, which I know isn't normal, 
to them. Um, I think just being confident in the way that I want to do things like, no, I want to wait until I have the urge to push. I think that I'm really thankful for because I, I believe it made my experience. Um, but also really proud that I was just less like timid and afraid to like ask for things that I really (laughs) wanted or like, I knew this is possible. So I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, I want to lay on my side when I, um, push. So that is something I think I'm really proud of. I think something I would do differently. It's hard because there truly isn't anything I wish I did differently, which I'm very thankful for. Um, part of me wants to experience going into labor naturally, but I think by the time I get to the end, I'm so done. (laughs) So it's like, why wait an extra one, two, potentially three weeks when I don't have to. And if this experience could be positive, like what's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, But I like, there's just this curious part of me that is like, you know, experience like I want to experience like, yeah, I want my water, but people's water, like some of my sisters give naturally and they, their water breaks when they're pushing and whatever. So I think maybe that, but overall I feel like, there's it was such a wonderful it's not like it was so per like obviously the epidural again like that didn't feel very good but it's like it is what it is and that is just how it went there's nothing i can change and right some of those things are out of your control that you just totally no but yeah. i like that having a, a better mindset i mean i feel like you can take that to anything and if you yeah. can improve your mindset your experience is going to be yeah that much better okay so Last thing, how was your birth experience? Like, how was it for you? What's like a little snippet of advice you would give the men out there who um, are on the other end of bringing a baby into the world, kind of at the hospital? Like, what what was that like for you? And then kind of how would you encourage anyone, like, bringing a baby into the world, whether it's their first or their fifth? Yeah. Um, I think overall this was a great experience. Mm-hmm. I think this was different for me in the sense that Kennedy was a, a well, Kennedy was a COVID baby. Yes. Right. Twenty nineteen. Yes. So like Oh, the amount no of one, people. No one was in the hospital room except for myself and one other person or no my I'm sister sorry. who took pictures yeah no no kennedy was, was a, a c-section ba- she was a c-section she was a covid but it was baby, pre- it was yeah. still pre-covid but we could only have one other person in the delivery room because it was a c-section yeah evan was, was a covid baby in the sense that there couldn't be more it was kind of like after visitors. so it's like right. it wasn't the time that no your husband couldn't even go but it was still like heavy they restriction limited, yeah you could only have one other or two other people in the room and so it was, so that was different. So this was the first time where it was like no restrictions and having your sisters there. Yeah. That was different. And I was a little nervous about it at first because part of, I feel like my role is to maintain an atmosphere of peace in mm-hmm. the room. Yeah. <clears throat> and so having more people, it's just more opportunities for, something to go wrong or someone to say something like, and not that, you know, I love 
everyone. It, it was a great environment. It was yeah. really enjoyable. And I'm you're just in protective so mode. Yeah, and it's and it's not just with who like family, but yeah. it's also the nurses who are coming in. Every time there's like a, a staff change, it's always like okay, like who's coming? Who's the new nurse? You see someone new walk through the door, like you know, who are you? Why are you here? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and the, yeah, and so I think that was that was different, um, and that was a good experience. Like, I would say if there was anything that was probably more challenging about it was the fact that, like, the timing of going into labor. Yeah. Knowing that you were probably going to labor for a while and starting it at, like, 7 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. There's something about that that's, like, you know, the whole night Mm -hmm. process, not getting tons of sleep. That -hmm. was probably the hardest part. But I think, you know, for anyone... It's just all about support, having yeah. a, a positive attitude and your willingness to help. Like, and I think for us having a game plan mm. was probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the more you do it, the more you know what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. So I feel like this time around, we really knew those those things. We we knew what we didn't want and we knew what we would want. Obviously, if something else happens, then yeah, you have to roll with the punches there, but. I think that was great. Our OB is fantastic. Like building a relationship with yeah. your OB, I think it paid so many dividends in so many different ways. Like yeah. we just enjoy yeah. even spending time with them um, outside of like the pregnancy thing. So like that was a great experience and uh, something I would recommend is investing into that relationship. That relationship. I mean, he literally feels nurses. like family. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, people are people, and so you can, you can kind of help create that environment by establishing relationships with the people that you're going to be working with. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel so blessed that we were, yeah, blessed with great people. So that was excellent. Yeah. And even on the other side, you know, switching from the birthing side to then the recovery side, having a plan, you know, and, and just being upfront with the people. It's like. Yeah, I think for us to stay at the hospital two days with Kennedy was necessary. One, it was a C-section. Two, totally. we had no idea. Like, and yeah, I know Jackie needed that time to recover. We needed the help from the nurses. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great to have nurses that can literally come and take the baby to whatever the incubator room. Yeah, like in the middle of the night. Like, there's so many helpful resources there. Mm-hmm. You know, third time around. I I would say we definitely didn't need that, and knowing that mm-hmm. we're able to approach the nurses and 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 they do a great job too of kind of giving you a game plan. Yeah, these are the things that you need to do before you can leave, and so knowing that we just mm-hmm. got on the same page with the nurse and try to knock everything out like up front. Yeah, and that really made for a smooth transition to then you know be able to leave and knowing that we did everything and, and just I think too. Uh, like just a perspective shift when it is your when you've done it before I was so much less like you know they're like oh we you know (laughs) I remember one time they came in and they're like we can give her a bath and then we can like keep her there a little bit longer if you want and just like hold her and all that and I was like that would be amazing just so I can like get some sleep with Kennedy never Evan Mm -hmm. even I was like no like 
give me my baby. Like I want to be every waking sign, whatever. And, and I, maybe you have to just kind of experience that regardless on your own. Like I, I don't think anyone with Kennedy could have talked me into just like, yeah, let them, you know, go for the night and all that kind of stuff. I know my sister, my younger sister, when she had a baby, she did that. They were like, we can take her back into like the nursery and just like hold him and, you know, she felt so guilty and was like, am I the worst? And it's like, no, absolutely not. Like you're taking that baby home. That is your baby and you've got him for the rest of your life. And so this time I think we were just more comfortable and we were like, yeah, please. Cause I need sleep. And this is the first time I'm not having to wake up and pee a million times. And you know, I'm going to take this baby home. And just like she is right now, like I will be up <laughs> all night. And so I think um, just the comfortability level was different. And we were just like, sure, take her back there. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel terrible. Like, you know, I, whatever. Um, it, with feeding her, I didn't feel like I needed to like <laughs> lean over, grab her, wake her up and all. It was just like, we're good. Um, and I felt, I felt a mutual respect too from the nurses. As yeah. Well. It's like when they, when they know that it's your third baby. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know what you're doing. Yeah, there's like the reciprocated, like, okay, like I don't need to give you my whole spiel because Mm -hmm. I know you've you've done this already, and yeah, and and I think that's you know, knowing that people are are there, you know, they should be there for the right reasons, but yeah, they're there to help you, and I feel literally everyone that we interacted with was there to really. They're like, let us know what you need. Yeah. Yeah, there's literally a button that you just press if you need anything medicine if you need anyone like everyone and there were probably 10 to 15 people that we had to interact with um during our time there just on like a uh consistent basis and everyone literally every single person was very sweet very kind and so i just want to say shout out to nurses and doctors oh my gosh like yeah i think sometimes they can kind of get put in different lights. And even through COVID, I feel like it's like, yeah, it's a, you're, are you on the good side or the bad side? Yeah. Like, are you for medicine or against it? Mm-hmm. But like, when you really look at the people who are there for the right reasons yeah, and they have a heart to people. help people, yeah. like I could, I couldn't imagine doing these experiences yeah. without having professionals mm-hmm. to help through it like it would just be it'd be miserable it would be so much harder mm-hmm. and scary so, just really traumatic I think, you know i think i want to say thank you to people who are nurses people who are doctors people mm-hmm. who've put in so much time and energy to study to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. to and, help literally right to be someone who can help people in need and mm. we just i don't know i just want to say thank you absolutely that's a great that. point and I, I think I was pretty scared, especially like coming out of COVID. I think there were so there was so much information that kind of just made you feel like uneasy about the whole healthcare system and Lord knows it has its issues. But I'm so thankful for the experiences that we've gotten to have with the nurses and like it's just a reminder like, oh, this is like you're amazing this is not like scary or mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm being manipulated like it's like no and sure there are absolutely situations where you may need to advocate for yourself for sure 
Um, but the fact that I did not feel that once, like the fact that I did not feel like I had to like really stand up for myself and really stick it to anyone. It, that's such a blessing and such a gift and hopefully an encouragement, um, to anyone who is giving birth at a hospital. Like it could be wonderful, you know, like it could be really, really great and special. We have mm-hmm. two amazing experiences that we went into very guarded that ended up being so beautiful. Like I, could get emotional just thinking about like, wow, I did not deserve this incredible experience. And like, here we are. Um, so we're just very, very thankful for that. And it was overall just an amazing experience. And we, Lord willing, we will have more babies mm-hmm. and, um, like literally my prayer is just like, okay, <laughs> like we would love for that to happen again. We would love an, an amazing experience again, another, wonderful one and and that's it so um hopefully this was encouraging to you if you have never had a baby if you're pregnant whatever even if you've had a baby already or <clears throat> potentially a VBAC um if you're going for that or if you're unsure of it like our experience was wonderful and so mm-hmm. thank you for letting us share that with you guys yeah it's great to be back on the it podcast is. it feels good something feels right yeah, we're excited for a new season with y'all mm-hmm. and just to dive in deep. And um, yes. we, we just want to say thank you mm-hmm. for all of our listeners who tune in. And we apologize again for the delay without any... For uh, the drop-off. Yeah, without any notice. But hopefully, Lord willing, we're going to be back consistently now. Yeah. Um, every Thursday. For season two. Every Thursday. Did I just literally burp in this microphone? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yes, we are so excited. We love you guys so much. We are just so stinking thankful that we even get to do this. So thank you for listening. Like we get to do this because of you guys. And so we're so thankful and so excited. This is going to be a good season. We've got some great topics in store and we just literally can't wait. So thank you guys. We love you. And again, I am Seth. And I'm Jackie. This is Never TMI, and we are signing off. Peace out.